Physiologically, sleep is a complex process of restoration and renewal for the body. Scientists still do not have a definitive explanation for why humans have a need for sleep. We do know that sleep is not a passive process or switching off of body functions. Sleep is believed to be important in many physiologic processes including the processing of experiences and the consolidation of memories. It is also clear that sleep is essential, not only for humans but for almost all animals. The importance of sleep is underscored by the symptoms experienced by those suffering from sleep problems. People suffering from sleep disorders did not get adequate or restorative sleep and sleep deprivation is associated with a number of both physical and emotional disturbances. Sleep is influenced by the circadian rhythms, regular body changes and mental and physical characteristics that occur in the course of about 24 hours. These are controlled by brain neurons that respond to light, temperature and hormones and other signals and comprise the body's biological clock. This clock helps regulate the normal awake and sleep cycles. Disruption of these cycles can make people sleepy, or somnolent, at times people want to be awake. For example, travelers experience jet lag when they cross time zones. When a New Yorker arrives in Paris at midnight Paris time, his or her body continues to operate, their biological clock, on New York time. It may take several days to reset a person's biologic clock, depending on how much it has been altered by the time change. Different organ systems in the body recover at different rates. There is evidence that some aspects of sleep are under genetic influence. A gene termed DEC2 is being investigated as causing people that possess it to require only about six hours of sleep. Researchers have only begun to examine the genetics involved in sleep. There are two general states of sleep rapid eye movement, REM, sleep, and non rapid eye movement, NREM, sleep. REM sleep is further subdivided. REM sleep, rapid eye movement, REM sleep is unlike any of the other stages of sleep. It was first described in 1953 when sleep researchers noticed a unique pattern of brain waves, signals recorded on an electroencephalogram, e.g., a type of test that measures the electrical impulses within the brain. These brain waves had a fast frequency and low voltage, similar to the brain waves seen in the normal awake state. Other characteristics of REM sleep include complete inactivity of the voluntary muscles in the body, with the exception of the muscles that control eye movements. Rapid eye movements are also observed during REM sleep. People who are awakened during REM sleep often report that they were dreaming at the time. About 20% to 25% of sleep time is REM sleep, in infants it can comprise about 40%. NREM, non-rapid eye movement. REM sleep occurs in three stages, according to the pattern of brain electrical activity. Stage in one sleep, or the transition from wakefulness to deeper sleep. This is the lightest stage of sleep, and people may not always perceive they are asleep when in this stage. Stage N2 sleep is a true sleep state, and accounts for 40% to 50% of sleep time. Stage N3 sleep has been called deep sleep, delta sleep, or slow wave sleep. This stage accounts for about 20% of sleep in young adults. Sleep typically occurs in cycles that range from 90 to 120 minutes in length, with 4 to 5 cycles occurring during each night's sleep. In the first half of the night, there is a transition from wakefulness into stage in 1 sleep, then to stages in 2, and in 3. Stages in 2 and in 3 then reappear, followed by the first instance of REM sleep. Cycles of stage in 2 and REM sleep alternate with each other for the second half of the night. Typically, there is a greater portion of end sleep in the first half of the night and REM sleep in the later portion of the night. REM sleep makes up less than 25% of total sleep time, and the reason for its importance is not fully understood. Some studies have suggested that REM sleep is necessary for the brain to preserve memories and maintain appropriate neurological connections. Deep in 3, sleep, as defined above, only accounts for about 20% of total sleep. The largest amount of deep sleep takes place in the first half of the night. Individuals vary greatly in their need for sleep, there are no established criteria to determine exactly how much sleep a person needs. 8 hours or more may be necessary for some people, while others may consider this to be too much sleep. The National Institutes of Health 
NIH, suggests that most average adults need about 7 to 9 hours of sleep each night. Newborn babies, by contrast, sleep from 16 to 18 hours a day. Preschool-age children typically sleep between 10 and 12 hours a day. Older, school-age children and teens need at least 9 hours of sleep a night. Women in the first trimester of pregnancy have been observed to need a few more hours sleep than is usual for them. Changes in the sleep cycle do occur with aging. Deep or slow-wave sleep, stage in 3, sleep declines as we age, while light sleep, stage in 1, increases with age, so that older adults may spend less time in the more restorative stages of sleep and more time in lighter sleep. Older people are also more easily aroused from sleep. While some people believe that older adults need less sleep as they get older, there is no scientific evidence that older people need less sleep than younger adults. Feeling tired or drowsy at any time during the day is one symptom of not having enough sleep. Being able to fall asleep within 5 minutes of lying down in the evening also may be a sign a person may be suffering from sleep deprivation. People who suffer from sleep deprivation often experience so-called microsleeps which are short bursts of sleep in an otherwise awake person. Sleep-deprived people perform poorly on tests such as driving simulators and tests of hand-eye coordination. Sleep deprivation can also magnify the effects of alcohol, meaning that a sleep-deprived person will be more susceptible to becoming impaired after alcohol consumption than a well-rested person. Caffeine and other stimulants cannot successfully overcome the drowsiness associated with sleep deprivation. Sleep disorders are disruptions of the sleep cycle or the quality of sleep. About 50 to 70 million Americans are believed to suffer from chronic sleep disorders, with millions more affected on an occasional basis. Doctors have defined over 70 different types of sleep disorders, but the most common sleep disorders are insomnia, sleep apnea, restless legs syndrome, and narcolepsy. Insomnia is the perception of poor quality sleep including the inability to fall asleep or stay asleep. Because people differ in their need for sleep, there are no fixed criteria that define insomnia. Insomnia is very common and occurs in 30% to 50% of the general population. Approximately 10% of the population may suffer from chronic, long-standing, insomnia. Sleep-onset insomnia is characterized as occurring at the beginning of the desired sleep time and lasting for greater than 30 minutes. Sleep maintenance insomnia is when individuals fall asleep, but awaken periodically or for lengthy periods during the night, increasing the wake after sleep onset, WASO. Sleep apnea is another common sleep disorder characterized by a reduction or pause of breathing, airflow, during sleep. Central sleep apnea, CSA, occurs when the brain does not send the signal to the muscles to take a breath, and there is no muscular effort to take a breath. Obstructive sleep apnea, OSA, occurs when the brain sends the signal to the muscles and the muscles make an effort to take a breath, but they are unsuccessful because the airway becomes obstructed and prevents an adequate flow of air. Mixed sleep apnea occurs when there is both central sleep apnea and obstructive sleep apnea. Restless leg syndrome, RLS, also known as nocturnal myoclonus is a type of sleep disorder characterized by uncomfortable sensations in the legs and an uncontrollable desire to move the legs. These abnormal sensations usually occur in the lower legs during the evening. Periodic leg movements, PLMs, are related to RLS, but occur after the onset of sleep and are labeled as a sleep disorder or syndrome when the movements cause increased activity in the brain. During the early stages of sleep, these episodes of leg movement often last up to an hour. The abnormal sensations of RLS are quite variable. They have been described as a crawling, creeping, pulling, drawing, tingling, pins and needles, or prickly discomfort. They are not cramping in character. Patients with RLS may have difficulty falling asleep because of the difficulty getting comfortable and an increased urge to move their legs. Many patients with RLS will have PLMs and vice versa but they are not the same disorder. Narcolepsy is a disease of the central nervous system that results uniformly in excessive daytime sleepiness, EDS. Other primary symptoms of narcolepsy include the loss of muscle tone, cataplexy, distorted perceptions, hypnagogic hallucinations, and the inability to move or talk, 
sleep paralysis. Additional symptoms can include disturbed nocturnal sleep and automatic behaviors. Affected persons carry out certain actions without conscious awareness. All of the symptoms of narcolepsy may be present in various combinations and degrees of severity. Other sleep disorders include Periodic limb movement disorder Hypersomnia Sleepwalking Snoring REM sleep behavior disorder Nightmares, and Circadian rhythm disorders, and Night shift work sleep disorder Doctors use a number of different tests to evaluate sleep and determine whether a sleep disorder is present. A careful medical history and physical examination are performed to help identify any medical conditions that may be interfering with the person's sleep. The healthcare practitioner will also ask about the use of prescription and non-prescription medications as well as alcohol, tobacco, and caffeine use. Laboratory tests may also be used to help diagnose any medical conditions that may cause sleep problems. In some cases, specialized testing is recommended to help determine whether or not a person may be suffering from a sleep disorder. Some of the most common sleep tests include the following. Polysomnography is often simply referred to as a sleep study. Full sleep studies with additional information about the patterns and events during sleep are most commonly performed in specially designed labs in hospitals or clinics. In this test, functions such as airflow, breathing effort, blood oxygen levels, leg movements, electrocardiogram, ECG, and body position may be measured along with electrodes attached to the face and scalp to measure brain waves, electroencephalogram or EEG, and muscle tone during a night's sleep. Newer technologies have allowed the assessment of sleep-disordered breathing in a patient's home setting. This type of out-of-lab testing with a portable sleep monitor usually follows a clinical evaluation by a sleep specialist. The Multiple Sleep Latency Test, MSLT, is designed to measure daytime sleepiness. The test is based upon the fact that the sleepier an individual is, the faster he or she will fall asleep. In this test, the patient is given four to five opportunities to nap in a quiet, dark room, usually at two-hour intervals during the day. Body functions such as even muscle tone are measured as in polysomnography. The time period needed from wakefulness to sleep onset is measured to determine the sleep latency. This is repeated during each of the naps, and an average time for sleep latency across all the naps is calculated. Usually a sleep latency of 5 minutes or less is signifies severe daytime sleepiness. Related to the MSLT is the Maintenance of Wakefulness Test, MWT, which measures the individual's ability to stay awake when reclining in a quiet, darkened room. The Epworth Sleepiness Scale is a questionnaire that is given to patients, often as part of an office visit to a healthcare practitioner. The test asks individuals to rate how likely they would be to fall asleep in a number of situations, such as a passenger in a car, sitting quietly after lunch. The treatment of sleep disorders depends upon the exact disorder and the degree of severity of the symptoms. Both medical and non-medical approaches are generally used in the treatment of sleep disorders. In some cases, such as sleep apnea, surgical treatments may be considered. In some patients, more than one type of sleep disorder may be present, requiring a combination of treatment considerations. Non-medical treatment options are often referred to as sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene is the practice of behavioral habits that offer the maximum potential for restorative and sound sleep. Good sleep hygiene practices include, avoid caffeine, nicotine, and alcohol use before bedtime. Some studies have shown that caffeine consumed early in the day can have an effect on the ability to fall asleep at night. Have and adhere to a regular bedtime and waking schedule. Maintain a comfortable sleep environment, including a comfortable temperature. Avoid watching television or using electronics with backlit screens in bed and falling asleep with the TV on in the room. Do not lie in bed awake, worrying about not sleeping, or anything else negative. This produces anxiety that can actually make the problem worse. Get regular daily exercise. It is recommended that individuals avoid exercise two hours prior to bedtime. Of course, many people with sleep disorders will require treatment beyond sleep hygiene measures. Behavioral therapies are successful for many people who suffer from insomnia. 
These therapies may consist of stimulus control measures, such as using the bed for sleeping and sex only and not for other activities such as reading or TV watching. Sleep restriction therapies are often used to help individuals avoid staying in bed too long and actually oversleeping after a night of insomnia. Sleep problems occur in a number of different medical and psychiatric conditions. For example, asthma attacks and stroke are conditions that tend to occur frequently during the night or early morning hours. The relationship between sleep stages and certain types of epileptic seizures is complex and not completely understood, but certain sleep stages tend to either exacerbate or prevent the spread of seizure activity in the brain. Sleep problems occur with chronic pain and conditions in which pain is worse at night, because the pain may interfere with sleep. Pain medications and other types of medications taken on a regular basis for chronic conditions can also have an effect on an individual's sleep pattern. Those suffering from cancer, Alzheimer's disease, and brain injury are also commonly affected by sleep disturbances. Psychiatric diseases such as depression are also associated with sleep problems. This condition can be associated with both too much sleep and too little sleep. In fact, sleep problems are associated with a majority of mental disorders, and poor quality or insufficient sleep can worsen the symptoms of mental or psychiatric conditions. Practicing good sleep hygiene, see above, including maintenance of a regular bedtime and awakening schedule, is the best way to ensure restful and restorative sleep. Avoidance of caffeine, alcohol, nicotine and strenuous exercise in the hours prior to bedtime can also help improve the quality of your sleep. Many people report that they lie awake at night worrying about problems or situations they will face during the coming day. In this case, it can be helpful to write a to-do list or a list of items to act upon the following day prior to bedtime, giving yourself permission to let go of these items during the night. If you are concerned about the quality of your sleep or if you have the symptoms of a sleep disorder, it is important to consult your health care practitioner. He or she can help you determine the cause of your sleep problem and recommend appropriate therapy. Sleeping is an integral part of our life, and as research shows, it is incredibly complex. The brain generates two distinct types of sleep, slow-wave sleep, SWS, known as deep sleep, and rapid eye movement, REM also called dreaming sleep. Most of the sleeping we do is of the SWS variety, characterized by large, slow brain waves, relaxed muscles and slow, deep breathing, which may help the brain and body to recuperate after a long day. When we fall asleep, the brain does not merely go offline, as implied by the common phrase out like a light. Instead a series of highly orchestrated events puts the brain to sleep in stages. Technically sleep starts in the brain areas that produce SWS. Scientists now have concrete evidence that two groups of cells the ventrolateral preoptic nucleus in the hypothalamus and the parafacial zone in the brain stem are involved in prompting SWS. When these cells switch on, it triggers a loss of consciousness. After SWS, REM sleep begins. This mode is bizarre, a dreamer's brain becomes highly active while the body's muscles are paralyzed and breathing and heart rate become erratic. The purpose of REM sleep remains a biological mystery, despite our growing understanding of its biochemistry and neurobiology. Sleep is an important part of your daily routine you spend about one-third of your time doing it. Quality sleep and getting enough of it at the right times is as essential to survival as food and water. Without sleep you can't form or maintain the pathways in your brain that let you learn and create new memories and it's harder to concentrate and respond quickly. Sleep is important to a number of brain functions, including how nerve cells, neurons, communicate with each other. In fact, your brain and body stay remarkably active while you sleep. Recent findings suggest that sleep plays a housekeeping role that removes toxins in your brain that build up while you are awake. Everyone needs sleep, but its biological purpose remains a mystery. Sleep affects almost every type of tissue and system in the body from the brain, heart, and lungs to metabolism, immune function, mood, and disease resistance. Research shows that a chronic lack of sleep, or getting poor quality sleep, increases the risk of disorders including high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, depression, and obesity.
Sleep is a complex and dynamic process that affects how you function in ways scientists are now beginning to understand. This booklet describes how your need for sleep is regulated and what happens in the brain during sleep. Several structures within the brain are involved with sleep. The hypothalamus, a peanut-sized structure deep inside the brain, contains groups of nerve cells that act as control centers affecting sleep and arousal. Within the hypothalamus is the suprachiasmatic nucleus, SCN, clusters of thousands of cells that receive information about light exposure directly from the eyes and control your behavioral rhythm. Some people with damage to the SCN sleep erratically throughout the day because they are not able to match their circadian rhythms with the light-dark cycle. Most blind people maintain some ability to sense light and are able to modify their sleep-wake cycle. The brainstem, at the base of the brain, communicates with the hypothalamus to control the transitions between wake and sleep. The brainstem includes structures called the pons, medulla, and midbrain, sleep-promoting cells within the hypothalamus and the brainstem produce a brain chemical called GABA which acts to reduce the activity of arousal centers in the hypothalamus and the brainstem. The brainstem, especially the pons and medulla, also plays a special role in REM sleep, it sends signals to relax muscles essential for body posture and limb movements, so that we don't act out our dreams. The thalamus acts as a relay for information from the senses to the cerebral cortex, the covering of the brain that interprets and processes information from short to long-term memory. During most stages of sleep, the thalamus becomes quiet, letting you tune out the external world. But during REM sleep, the thalamus is active, sending the cortex images, sounds, and other sensations that fill our dreams. The pineal gland, located within the brain's two hemispheres, receives signals from the SCN and increases production of the hormone melatonin, which helps put you to sleep once the lights go down. People who have lost their sight and cannot coordinate their natural wake-sleep cycle using natural light can stabilize their sleep patterns by taking small amounts of melatonin at the same time each day. Scientists believe that peaks and valleys of melatonin over time are important for matching the body's circadian rhythm to the external cycle of light and darkness. The basal forebrain, near the front and bottom of the brain, also promotes sleep and wakefulness while part of the midbrain acts as an arousal system. Release of adenosine, a chemical byproduct of cellular energy consumption, from cells in the basal forebrain and probably other regions supports your sleep drive. Caffeine counteracts sleepiness by blocking the actions of adenosine. The amygdala, an almond-shaped structure involved in processing emotions, becomes increasingly active during REM sleep. There are two basic types of sleep, rapid eye movement, REM, sleep and non-REM sleep, which has three different stages. Each is linked to specific brain waves and neuronal activity. You cycle through all stages of non-REM and REM sleep several times during a typical night, with increasingly longer, deeper REM periods occurring toward morning. Stage 1 non-REM sleep is the changeover from wakefulness to sleep. During this short period, lasting several minutes, of relatively light sleep, your heartbeat, breathing, and eye movements slow, and your muscles relax with occasional twitches. Your brain waves begin to slow from their daytime wakefulness patterns. Stage 2 non-REM sleep is a period of light sleep before you enter deeper sleep. Your heartbeat and breathing slow, and muscles relax even further. Your body temperature drops and eye movements stop. Brain wave activity slows but is marked by brief bursts of electrical activity. You spend more of your repeated sleep cycles in stage 2 sleep than in other sleep stages. Stage 3 non-REM sleep is the period of deep sleep that you need to feel refreshed in the morning. It occurs in longer periods during the first half of the night. Your heartbeat and breathing slow to their lowest levels during sleep. Your muscles are relaxed and it may be difficult to awaken you. Brain waves become even slower. REM sleep first occurs about 90 minutes after falling asleep. Your eyes move rapidly from side to side behind closed eyelids. Mixed frequency brain wave activity becomes closer to that seen in wakefulness. Your breathing becomes faster and irregular, and your heart rate and blood pressure increase to near waking levels. Most of your dreaming occurs during REM sleep, although some can also occur in non-REM sleep. Your arm and leg muscles become temporarily paralyzed, 
which prevents you from acting out your dreams. As you age, you sleep less of your time in REM sleep. Memory consolidation most likely requires both non-REM and REM sleep. Two internal biological mechanisms circadian rhythm and homeostasis work together to regulate when you are awake and sleep. Circadian rhythms direct a wide variety of functions from daily fluctuations in wakefulness to body temperature, metabolism, and the release of hormones. They control your timing of sleep and cause you to be sleepy at night and your tendency to wake in the morning without an alarm. Your body's biological clock, which is based on a roughly 24-hour day, controls most circadian rhythms. Circadian rhythms synchronize with environmental cues, light, temperature, about the actual time of day, but they continue even in the absence of cues. Sleep-wake homeostasis keeps track of your need for sleep. The homeostatic sleep driver minds the body to sleep after a certain time and regulates sleep intensity. This sleep drive gets stronger every hour you are awake and causes you to sleep longer and more deeply after a period of sleep deprivation. Factors that influence your sleep-wake needs include medical conditions, medications, stress, sleep environment, and what you eat and drink. Perhaps the greatest influence is the exposure to light. Specialized cells in the redness of your eyes process light and tell the brain whether it is day or night and can advance or delay our sleep-wake cycle. Exposure to light can make it difficult to fall asleep and return to sleep when awakened. Night shift workers often have trouble falling asleep when they go to bed, and also have trouble staying awake at work because their natural circadian rhythm and sleep-wake cycle is disrupted. In the case of jet lag, circadian rhythms become out of sync with the time of day when people fly to a different time zone, creating a mismatch between their internal clock and the actual clock. Your need for sleep and your sleep patterns change as you age, but this varies significantly across individuals of the same age. There is no magic number of sleep hours that works for everybody of the same age. Babies initially sleep as much as 16 to 18 hours per day, which may boost growth and development, especially of the brain. School-age children and teens on average need about 9.5 hours of sleep per night. Most adults need 7-9 hours of sleep a night, but after age 60, nighttime sleep tends to be shorter, lighter, and interrupted by multiple awakenings. Elderly people are also more likely to take medications that interfere with sleep. In general, people are getting less sleep than they need due to longer work hours and the availability of round-the-clock entertainment and other activities. Many people feel they can catch up on missed sleep during the weekend but, Depending on how sleep-deprived they are, sleeping longer on the weekends may not be adequate. Everyone dreams. You spend about two hours each night dreaming but may not remember most of your dreams. Its exact purpose is unknown, but dreaming may help you process your emotions. Events from the day often invade your thoughts during sleep, and people suffering from stress or anxiety are more likely to have frightening dreams. Dreams can be experienced in all stages of sleep but usually are most vivid in REM sleep. Some people dream in color, while others only recall dreams in black and white. Clusters of sleep-promoting neurons in many parts of the brain become more active as we get ready for bed. Nerve-signaling chemicals called neurotransmitters can switch off or dampen the activity of cells that signal arousal or relaxation. GABA is associated with sleep, muscle relaxation and sedation. Norepinephrine and orxin, also called hypocretin, keep some parts of the brain active while we are awake. Other neurotransmitters that shape sleep and wakefulness include acetylcholine, histamine, adrenaline, cortisol, and serotonin. Genes may play a significant role in how much sleep we need. Scientists have identified several genes involved with sleep and sleep disorders, including genes that control the excitability of neurons, and clock genes such as Burr, Tim, and Cry that influence our circadian rhythms and the timing of sleep. Genome-wide association studies have identified sites on various chromosomes that increase our susceptibility to sleep disorders. Also, different genes have been identified with such sleep disorders as familial advanced sleep phase disorder, narcolepsy, and restless legs syndrome. Some of the genes expressed in the cerebral cortex and other brain areas change their level of expression between sleep and wake. 
several genetic models including the worm, fruit fly, and zebrafish are helping scientists to identify molecular mechanisms and genetic variants involved in normal sleep and sleep disorders. Additional research will provide better understanding of inherited sleep patterns and risks of circadian and sleep disorders. Your health care provider may recommend a polysomnogram or other test to diagnose a sleep disorder. A polysomnogram typically involves spending the night at a sleep lab or sleep center. It records your breathing, oxygen levels, eye and limb movements, heart rate, and brain waves throughout the night. Your sleep is also video and audio recorded. The data can help a sleep specialist determine if you are reaching and proceeding properly through the various sleep stages. Results may be used to develop a treatment plan or determine if further tests are needed. Millions of people are using smartphone apps, bedside monitors, and wearable items, including bracelets, smartwatches, and headbands, to informally collect and analyze data about their sleep. Smart technology can record sounds and movement during sleep, journal hours slept, and monitor heartbeat and respiration. Using a companion app, data from some devices can be synced to a smartphone or tablet, or uploaded to a PC. Other apps and devices make white noise, produce light that stimulates melatonin production, and use gentle vibrations to help us sleep and wake. Everybody knows that rest is good for the body, and over the years, researchers have found evidence that sleep is good for learning and memory, too. The first reports of sleep's positive effect on memory date back to 1924, when researchers taught people nonsense syllables and tested them hours later. Subjects who got some shut-tie before testing were better at remembering than those who had stayed awake. In 1973, scientists found that people were better at recalling newly learned word pairs if they had slept during the first half of the night. Other studies have shown that getting a full eight hours of sleep after learning a new task, such as a finger-tapping exercise, or after studying a long list of words can boost recall the next day. Even a one-hour nap can improve performance on certain tasks. But figuring out how sleep enhances memory isn't easy. While you snooze, nerve cells in the brain continue to fire electrical signals. They fire indistinct patterns that mark the various stages of sleep including light sleep, deep sleep, and rapid eye movement, REM, sleep, a phase when dreaming often occurs. The brain cycles through these phases during the night. Over the years. Researchers have found ways to test how sleep strengthens memories, by systematically interfering with these sleep stages, or by listening in on neural activity in the sleeping brain. When you nod off at night, your brain replays the day's events. During these nightly recaps, brain regions essential for making and storing memories, namely the hippocampus and the neocortex, talk to one another. Studies using electroencephalography, e.g., to examine the human brain show that people experience something similar when they sleep. Activity in the hippocampus revs up when people slip into a deep, dreamless stage called slow-wave sleep. During this sleep stage, the hippocampus fires signals to the neocortex, relaying the day's sensory impressions. Scientists believe this pillow talk is the brain's way of transferring memories from temporary storage in the hippocampus to long-term storage in the neocortex a process called consolidation, a neuroscientist at the University of California, Berkeley who has studied sleep for more than a decade. EEG studies also show waves of electrical activity throughout the brain that peak about once a second. These slow-moving waves are thought to alter the strengths of the connections, or synapses, between nerve cells. Most scientists believe that synaptic changes, which result from initial learning and from sleep, lie at the heart of memory. Recently, scientists at New York University School of Medicine and Peking University Shenzhen Graduate School have demonstrated that sleep supports the formation of new synapses. In addition to strengthening memories, sleep can also help integrate new information, leading to creative insight. In one experiment, researchers at the University of California showed how sleep restructures information to help subjects see new patterns, linking new information with prior knowledge. Scientists gave subjects sets of three words and asked them to come up with a fourth word that links to the others. Tests were administered in early morning and at the end of the day. Between tests, some subjects got a nap, which included REM sleep. 
Others napped only briefly or rested quietly. When retested, subjects who spent time in REM sleep were better at coming up with new or creative word associations. Researchers say sleep is an ideal time for the undistracted brain to link new information to related memories. When awake during the day, the brain seeks out obvious connections, things that seem to go together. But sleep gives the brain time to find and build more distant associations that can ultimately lead to the inspiration of creativity. While the connection between sleep and memory is clear, scientists are still learning how sleep exerts its beneficial effects in the brain and within individual neurons. In addition, researchers are still exploring sleep's role in learning and creative insight. And researchers have yet to fully figure out the impact of chronic sleep loss on memory, or to facilitate ways to help body and mind recover from sleep loss. Many questions remain unanswered, but with further study and a good night's sleep scientists are learning more about the relationship between sleep and memory. Circadian rhythms are controlled by a biological clock located in the brain. One key function of this clock is responding to light cues, ramping up production of the hormone melatonin at night, then switching it off when it senses light. People with total blindness often have trouble sleeping because they are unable to detect and respond to these light cues. Sleep drive also plays a key role, your body craves sleep, much like it hungers for food. Throughout the day, your desire for sleep builds, and when it reaches a certain point, you need to sleep. A major difference between sleep and hunger, your body can't force you to eat when you're hungry, but when you're tired, it can put you to sleep, even if you're in a meeting or behind the wheel of a car. When you're exhausted, your body is even able to engage in microsleep episodes of 1 or 2 seconds while your eyes are open. Napping for more than 30 minutes later in the day can throw off your night's sleep by decreasing your body's sleep drive. If you have ever felt foggy after a poor night's sleep, it won't surprise you that sleep significantly impacts brain function. First, a healthy amount of sleep is vital for brain plasticity, or the brain's ability to adapt to input. If we sleep too little, we become unable to process what we've learned during the day and we have more trouble remembering it in the future. Researchers also believe that sleep may promote the removal of waste products from brain cells something that seems to occur less efficiently when the brain is awake. Sleep is vital to the rest of the body too. When people don't get enough sleep, their health risks rise. Symptoms of depression, seizures, high blood pressure and migraines worsen. Immunity is compromised, increasing the likelihood of illness and infection. Sleep also plays a role in metabolism, even one night of missed sleep can create a pre-diabetic state in an otherwise healthy person. There are many important connections between health and sleep. It was literally true, I was going through life asleep. My body had no more feeling than a drowned corpse. My very existence, my life in the world, seemed like a hallucination. A strong wind would make me think my body was about to be blown to the end of the earth, to some land I had never seen or heard of, where my mind and body would separate forever. People with Alzheimer's often have problems with sleeping or may experience changes in their sleep schedule. Scientists do not completely understand why these sleep disturbances occur. As with changes in memory and behavior, sleep changes somehow result from the impact of Alzheimer's on the brain. When managing sleep changes, non-drug coping strategies should always be tried first. Many people with Alzheimer's experience changes in their sleep patterns. Scientists do not completely understand why this happens. As with changes in memory and behavior, Sleep changes somehow result from the impact of Alzheimer's on the brain. Many older adults without dementia also notice changes in their sleep, but these disturbances occur more frequently and tend to be more severe in Alzheimer's. There is evidence that sleep changes are more common in later stages of the disease, but some studies have also found them in early stages. Sleep changes in Alzheimer's may include, difficulty sleeping. Many people with Alzheimer's wake up more often and stay awake longer during the night. Brainwave studies show decreases in both dreaming and non-dreaming sleep stages. Those who cannot sleep may wander, be unable to lie still, or yell or call out, disrupting the sleep of their caregivers. Daytime napping and other shifts in the sleep-wake cycle. Individuals may feel very drowsy during the day and then be unable to sleep at night. 
they may become restless or agitated in the late afternoon or early evening, an experience often called sundowning. Experts estimate that in late stages of Alzheimer's, individuals spend about 40% of their time in bed at night awake and a significant part of their daytime sleeping. In extreme cases, people may have a complete reversal of the usual daytime wakefulness nighttime sleep pattern. A person experiencing sleep disturbances should have a thorough medical exam to identify any treatable illnesses that may be contributing to the problem. Examples of conditions that can make sleep problems worse include Depression Restless Legs Syndrome, a disorder in which unpleasant crawling or tingling sensations in the legs cause an overwhelming urge to move them. Sleep apnea, an abnormal breathing pattern in which people briefly stop breathing many times a night, resulting in poor sleep quality. For sleep changes due primarily to Alzheimer's disease, there are non-drug and drug approaches to treatment. Most experts in the National Institutes of Health, NIH, strongly encourage use of non-drug measures rather than medication. Studies have found that sleep medications generally do not improve overall sleep quality for older adults. Use of sleep medications is associated with a greater chance of falls and other risks that may outweigh the benefits of treatment ask your doctor. The research recruited 20 healthy subjects and measured their baseline levels of amyloid beta brain deposits using positron emission domography PT, with the tests repeated after the subjects had experienced one night of sleep deprivation. The results showed significantly increased levels of amyloid beta in the brain after just one sleep-deprived night, with increases particularly observed in two brain regions commonly implicated in the onset of Alzheimer's disease the right hippocampus and thalamus. This study, led by researchers from the National Institutes of Health follows on from work published earlier this year by the Washington University School of Medicine. That earlier research established a earlier research established a direct correlation between disrupted sleep and an increase in amyloid beta brain deposits in healthy, middle-aged people. There are significant limitations to how broadly we can interpret the results of this study. While the buildup of amyloid beta plaques in the brain deposits is certainly one of the central pathological observations seen in people with Alzheimer's disease, it's unclear whether these acute sleep-related amyloid beta increases actually accumulate over a long period of time and result in dementia-related conditions. The authors of this new study do point out that the act of sleep does serve to flush the brain of amyloid beta so it's uncertain whether these short-term increases subside after a person gets a decent night's rest. Alzheimer's disease AD is a brain disorder that affects a person's thoughts, memory, speech, and ability to carry out daily activities. With that the loss of brain tissue that leads to loss of mental abilities may also disrupt the sleep-wake cycle, which may cause sleep problems, nighttime wandering and agitation ad affects an estimated 4.5 million Americans, according to the National Institute on Aging at the National Institutes of Health. Alzheimer's disease is not a normal part of aging but the risk of developing it goes up with age. It usually begins after age 60 and the risk nearly doubles with every five years of age after age 60. Because of the graying of Americans, the number of Alzheimer's patients is expected to increase dramatically in the coming years. The amount of sleep disruption in AD patients usually depends on the stage of their disease. Patients in the early stages of AD may sleep more than usual or wake up disoriented. As the disease progresses, patients may begin to sleep during the day and awaken frequently throughout the night. Patients with more advanced AD rarely sleep for long periods. Rather, they doze irregularly throughout the day and night. Circadian rhythms, daily cycling of body temperature, sleep, wakefulness, and metabolism, are sometimes disrupted in older adults. Evidence suggests that these disruptions may be worse in patients with AD and that AD patients may lose the ability to stay asleep or keep alert as the disease progresses. Sleep problems may also increase agitation among AD patients, according to the results of at least one study. Another feature of AD is sundowning, a term used to describe an increase in agitated behavior that occurs in the evening. This increased agitation may be explained by sleepiness or it may be that agitated behavior is more troublesome to caregivers after sundown. Whatever their causes, 
agitation and sleep problems result in severe stress for caregivers and are among the top reasons AD patients are given care in nursing homes instead of at home. A link genetically with obstructive sleep apnea, OSA. In a recent study, researchers at Stanford University Medical Center found that a gene associated with OSA is also associated with a higher risk of ADA and other chronic illnesses such as heart disease. These results highlight the complexity of ADD and shed light on the need to treat the range of symptoms associated with it in order to offer patients the best possible quality of life. Sleep problems also affect the physical and mental health of people who care for AD patients. In one recent study, researchers found an increased risk of heart disease for elderly caregivers of AD patients. In addition, Sleep problems among caregivers increases the likelihood of AD patients being cared for in an institutional facility, a decision that may ultimately permit a healthier life for both the caregiver and the patient. Symptoms of AD develop slowly, usually beginning with short-term memory problems. Over time, patients gradually lose more and more of their mental capabilities. For example, they may have difficulty remembering people or events and then lose the ability to do everyday tasks such as cooking, cleaning, and bathing. Eventually, AD patients may not be able to recognize loved ones, speak, or think clearly. Another primary symptom of AD is a disrupted sleep-wake cycle, which causes patients to be sleepy during the daytime and alert and restless at night. Because caregivers are likely to be asleep during the night when AD patients are active, sleep, Wake disruptions can be a dangerous problem for AD sufferers. In addition, AD patients who do not get enough sleep are more likely to suffer from agitation. Additional symptoms of AD include Forgetfulness Incontinence Speech problems An inability to dress, bath, or groom oneself Wandering and getting lost Losing items Depression There is no cure for AD but there are behavioral and drug therapies that may slow its progression and treat its symptoms. For example, cholinesterase inhibitors are medications used to treat mild to moderate AD. They work by blocking the action of an enzyme that breaks down acetylcholine, a chemical which is essential to brain function. In addition, a drug called memantine is used to treat moderate to severe AD. It works by regulating glutamate, a chemical in the brain that is important to learning and memory. AD patients may also benefit from antidepressant, antipsychotic, and sedating medications talk to your doctor. Drug therapies can improve symptoms in some patients, but behavioral approaches to treating AD are also very effective and should be an essential part of a disease management program. For example, memory training may help AD patients with forgetfulness and psychotherapy may alleviate symptoms of depression. Getting adequate sleep on a regular schedule is also critical to the management of ad symptoms. Behavioral therapies, including those for sleep problems, also target families and caregivers of AD patients and can be an important part of the treatment plan for ad. If nighttime awakening is a problem, try to avoid or curtail naps. The National Institute on Aging at the National Institutes of Health identifies many forms of dementia all of which have many of the same effects as Alzheimer's disease. AD is the most prevalent form of dementia, though the second leading cause of impaired cognitive function in older adults is multi-infarct dementia which is actually caused by a series of often imperceptible strokes. Some forms of dementia may be cured or managed if accurately diagnosed and treated. That is why it is important to actively seek out answers to signs of memory loss. Create an ideal sleep environment. Keep a regular sleep-wake schedule. Get into bright light soon after waking. Keep lighting dim as bedtime approaches. Create simple routines for accomplishing everyday tasks. Create a safe environment. Keep dangerous items such as guns, knives, and matches out of reach. Use labels and reminder notes to help accomplish daily tasks such as dressing and food preparations. Get some form of exercise every day. Schedule as many activities as appropriate for the patient and caregiver of insomnia, such as difficulty falling asleep, waking a lot during the night, and waking too early. While waking up a lot in the middle of the night is the most common insomnia complaint, the biggest overall problem disrupting the sleep of older adults is the need to get up and go to the bathroom, with nearly two-thirds, 
65%, reporting this disturbance at least a few nights a week. We do know that a small group of cells in the brain stem, called the subcoeruleus nucleus, controls REM sleep. When these cells become injured or diseased, people do not experience the muscle paralysis associated with REM sleep, which can lead to REM sleep behavior disorder a serious condition in which the afflicted violently act out their dreams. Prashant Ivimri, an associate professor of radiology at the Mayo Clinic, and her colleagues wanted to address a puzzling problem in the field. Studies shows that people with Alzheimer's disease tend to have disrupted sleep, which made sense. Biological studies have recently revealed that while the brain sleeps, it clears away deposits of amyloid, the protein that builds up and eventually strangles nerve cells in Alzheimer's disease. But it wasn't clear whether the amyloid plaque deposits led to the disrupted sleep, or whether changes in sleep habits contributed to the buildup of the protein. Vimri and her team took advantage of a long-running study of nearly 3,000 older people in the Mayo Clinic study of aging, all of whom were recruited for the study. Vimri selected 283 people without dementia who were over 70, who answered questions about their sleep habits and agreed to have several brain scans for amyloid over the seven-year study period. Among the people in the study, 22% reported problems with daytime sleepiness, a sign of disordered sleep. When Vimri compared the brain scans of all of the volunteers from the start of the study to the end, she found that people who reported excessive daytime sleepiness at the start of the study were more likely to show increases in amyloid in their brains as the study progressed. These people also tended to show faster deposition of the protein than those who did not report daytime drowsiness. What's more, the amyloid was heaviest in two regions of the brain, the anterior cingulate and cingulate precuneus, which typically show high levels of amyloid in people with Alzheimer's. We found that daytime sleepiness was causing more deposition of amyloid in people who are already amyloid positive, so it was influencing the rate of deposition over time, says Vimri. While the study went to great lengths to try to track how amyloid levels in the brain change over time in people with and without daytime sleepiness, it still does not provide a definitive answer about whether sleep disruptions contribute to amyloid buildup or whether sleep problems emerge as amyloid starts to pile up but the findings reinforce the importance of good sleep in keeping the brain healthy.